0: Welcome back to the Multipod. This is our first full episode, uh, returning from our annual summer break, which is never planned. It always just kind of happens. (laughs) And our end between myself and Vanessa and the rest of our team, we've rarely set out to take a summer break. But, you know, we get so busy and we want to be out there enjoying summer that that's what happens. And now it's around the end of August and uh, uh, the gears kind of switch and we get back into MultiPod mode, podcast mode, and to do so, I'm very excited to be joined by a very special guest, Roby, who's uh, with me now. How are you doing?
1: Hi, Ted. I'm fine, thank you. What about you?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's nice to have you here. I'm doing pretty well. I'm. Uh, it's nice to be back doing the MultiPod. You know, it's is I think something that multi potentialites can probably um, resonate with when you take a break from something, you know, but then you come back to it. And you feel refreshed and you're excited and it's nice to restart. But it was a nice break, too. It's always how it feels when we get back to the show. So, yeah, it's nice to be here.
1: Yeah, I'm also very excited. Uh, and thank you for uh, mentioning the special guest. Uh, I don't oh, yeah. even know <laughs> what, what's special about me, but uh, maybe uh, you can help me find out.
0: <laughs> well, for sure. And I I think it starts with the fact we've been trying to get this set up since... What April, maybe something like yeah. that, and <laughs> you know, life is busy, and uh, and we couldn't find the time to now, but hey, I think it's when it was meant to happen, so I'm glad that it's worked out now.
1: Sure, I'm happy
0: to thank you. So, tell us where you are right now. Where are we talking to you from?
1: I'm in Switzerland and um, mm-hmm. near Lugano. Uh, uh, you- It's like, um, it's the southern part of Switzerland. Actually, I'm very, very close to the Italian border. So I'm like two minutes away from the Italian border. And um, so that's the, um, Switzerland, it's divided into cantons, like regions. Mm -hmm. And uh, where I live, it's the only Italian speaking canton. So that's why my mother tongue is Italian. Usually, Swiss people either speak German uh, or French, depending on where they live in Switzerland. And um, I speak Italian. That's my mother tongue. So I'm here.
0: Yeah. And is the Canton called Lugano also?
1: The Canton is called Ticino, Tessin. Okay.
0: So what does that mean in Swiss terms then? Like, are people bilingual, trilingual, or more, wherever you go? In your region, like, would people speak multiple languages?
1: Yeah, exactly. And depending on where you were born, uh, in, in, in which region, in which canton you were born, then either uh, you you grow up speaking Italian or French or German, but usually um, it's like mandatory at school, beginning at uh, primary school uh, to, to learn French at first. And then from middle okay. school, uh, you pick up German and English. And um, wow. so it's our rule.
0: <laughs> Interesting. Well, I think this will be one theme for sure of our conversation today is chatting about languages because we both mm-hmm. have a, uh, interest in that. And a lot of people do, of course, in the Puttyverse. Um, Like when you're around your hometown then, do you hear multiple languages? Do you get exposed to different languages or is it more that you just kind of learn them in school or maybe work setting?
1: Ah, okay uh well when you go shopping or in in my surroundings in my canton it's usually italian but since Mm. it's um, a quite touristic uh place then you also hear german and french but also english okay uh and actually the i say weird or unusual thing um I, I say unusual now at my age, but when you um were born and, and grow up here, it's um very common or normality. Uh, everything you buy uh, in the grocery or in a mall it's um uh, th- that article it's uh, translated in uh, three languages. So you grow up, you know, with like the milk uh, on the table <laughs> yeah. or butter or bread or whatever. And uh, on the box, you have it in three languages. And uh, yeah. I, I find it cool, I mean, now, but uh, it's quite a regular uh, common uh, if, you, if you live in Switzerland.
0: Sure. Yeah, especially to that extent. I mean, here in Canada, we get two languages, packaging, especially is English and French, but uh, oh, yeah, yeah, has, yeah, that's, that's another level.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Well, then how do people interact like with each other? Because it's another thing, fascinating thing I find in Quebec, especially it's the bilingual areas, people often mix the language. It depends who you're talking to. You might start in French, you might finish in English, you throw in words of one or the other. <laughs> how is it, in, at least where you are, do people just go back and forth between all these different languages spontaneously or do they really kind of stick to one in particular if they can?
1: Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I would say if you were born here and you grow up here that's always Italian but uh, if you study like in another city in Switzerland and uh, that's usually a Practice, I mean, a common thing, because university here in this canton uh, in Switzerland, there wasn't any. Uh, I think the first university has been like created in 1995 or something like that. So I started in Zurich, Switzerland, where German is spoken. And um, I remember during these years. Um, when I came back to m- my hometown, and and I kind of you know spoke half Italian, half German because uh, of the the common terms or or uh, expressions that are uh, mm. that you pick you would pick up there, And so you start mixing up languages. I find it cool.
0: What's the kind of cultural or even political maybe impl- uh, implications of that? Like. Do people feel comfortable being multilingual or is it an identity issue as it is often in, here in Canada that, you know, people are, and rightly so, are very proud of speaking French and protect the language But in Quebec, but, uh, you know, is, does it become a political thing in Switzerland or is it just kind of commonplace because yeah, so many people are multilingual?
1: Wow. <laughs> um, I could say uh, the following, that um, it's it's a quite an identical issue here because um you know we are like the minority as italian speaking people um swiss people so it's like yeah. 7% uh, of whole swiss population that only speak english i mean only speak italian as a mother tongue So when you uh, travel to any other city in Switzerland, like Geneva or Zurich, Bern, Lucerne, where other uh, languages are spoken, um, they kind of look at you, (laughs) you know, as if you were not um, Swiss. uh, Because, um, yeah, it's kind of, um, you feel kind of... um, I would say penalized um, because, huh. yeah, it, it's, it, when you talk to them, you need to, ta- to talk their languages because usually uh, a German-speaking Swiss person um, doesn't necessarily speak Italian. Um, in the German region, um, in German-speaking part of Switzerland, which is 80%, uh, Italian is not mandatory at school. Okay. So that's a, a big big um issue here. And so you have also a uh, very competitive um or uh, how could I say um yeah, y- y- you feel like treated as if you were a foreigner, not a uh, a Swiss.
0: Yeah, like a foreigner in your own country.
1: Exactly, exactly. Mm. That's the that's an etern- eternal issue in Switzerland.
0: Yeah. So um. Um, I didn't think it was that complex. I guess, but interesting. I had obviously a very naive impression that Switzerland, for the most part, people kind of live harmoniously linguistically, <laughs> as if like, well, if we all speak, <laughs> you know, two or three lang- three languages anyway, then why would we be fussy about it? If you want to speak Italian, we speak Italian. If you want to speak French, we speak French and German. But of course, well, I guess because Italian is definitely the minority and actually i didn't
1: know myself so uh i looked it up that um uh since the 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 balkan uh, war so mm. um 1992 um where there has been a lot of uh migration from the balkans then uh, we had like uh turkish and um other like eastern languages yeah all the, these people coming from those areas uh, who migrated to Switzerland. So it's like, I don't know how many, a- actually, um, uh, Turks and uh, uh, people from uh, Slovenia and uh, from Bosnia and uh, the other ex-Yugoslavian countries. But the, those languages are also a reality right now. So there are a lot of uh, foreign languages
0: Now, do they spread essentially around the country, or are they in, like, pockets of the country?
1: They spread throughout the country, uh, but I would say uh, most of them uh, would go to the biggest city, such as uh, Geneva, Zurich, uh, Lucerne, Bern, Mm -hmm. and, yeah, and also Portuguese. There are lots of Portuguese. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you know why that is?
1: Um...
0: It seems kind of random, but... Uh,
1: yeah actually i don't know it's it's like um you know in in the 60s uh there were there there has been uh this uh huge migration waves from italy so um italian migrated to like you know south america to north america to everywhere in the world to find a you know, Mm. fortune, Um, like the the golden rush. I mean, it was like uh, the American dream for also for the Italians. So they they also came to Switzerland in the 60s. And I've read that uh, around the 70s, 80s, um, Portuguese started to migrate uh, here. So that's a result of those migrations.
0: I'll have to ask uh, Sonia about that. (laughs) If she knows somebody in Switzerland.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: Now then, do you feel a connection, affinity, and so on to Italy, or do you feel very much Swiss? You know, what's the what's the connection like between those two?
1: I was born to an Italian father and a Swiss mother, uh, actually Italian speaking Swiss mother. So the Italian uh, has always been there as a language, but also as sure. an identity. And so uh, being dual, um, having dual citizenship. So I've always um, traveled to my grandparents to Italy uh, ever since. So um, I feel, um, I would say in my soul, I think I've always felt much more Italian than Swiss. Mm. Uh, You know, as a cliche, as Swiss um, being precise, being a little squared, being, you know, (laughs) um, organized and things like that. But um, having then later in my life um, moved to Italy um, uh, 20 years ago, um, I spent there 17 years in Rome And uh, from then on, I could say (laughs) I really feel myself much, much more Italian today um, Mm. as Swiss. Yeah.
0: Uh, What brought you back to Switzerland?
1: (laughs) It was um, the end of 2019 and uh, a lot of how I call them cycles of my life um, Mm. came to an end privately and professionally, and uh, let's say Rome gave me a lot, both privately and professionally, but also sucked up a lot of energy, Um, being a really huge city and very disorganized. uh, I mean, it's a jungle.
0: Yeah, Um,
1: yeah, it's uh, so... I remember when I, when I came, when I arrived to Rome um, uh, 20 years ago, I was, okay, I was also a lot younger uh, with a lot of, you know, energy, uh, wanting to find out a lot in this city and, um, and, and change my job and things like that. But, um, yeah, I would say I, I didn't have energy anymore to give to this city. I'm a little Mm -hmm. bit poetic and philosophical, so. (laughs) But um, yeah, I could say time arrived to a new switch. Sure. Yeah.
0: Well, it's a demanding place. It's such a busy, bustling place. Uh, Do you feel you're still more of an urban person, or do you like, you know, a little quieter, rural, or at least smaller towns? You
1: know, that's I like this question because I'm. I think I'm right um, in the middle of this thinking, uh, what kind of person am I today? Because I I can't stand like the, um, you know, the noise of a big city, Uh, you know, like this ambulance every day or how do you say them? Car, the the noise of the car when they sure, mm-hmm. honking, yeah. a honking things like that. I mean, Italy. I mean, it, Italian drivers usually honk for anything, not just to <laughs> warn you about something. They just honk for say hi, honk for say, hey, come on, it's green, green light, so come on.
0: Yeah, they it's, don't hesitate.
1: <laughs> no, it's like a huge mess. So uh, it was too much. But on the other hand, as a multipod, I could say that I, I, be, I become I used to become quite bored also in uh in where I live, for example, in my hometown, uh where I came back to, uh, which has, you know, <laughs> two or three cows and five thousand inhabitants <laughs> and um and a church, actually five churches too much for me and um so it's like uh right now nothing happens you don't hear anything down the street and um that
0: sounds pretty nice but like (laughs) were you kind of ready for that then when you came back obviously being older you know and we grow out of being young adults when we want all that action and often we want to quiet down settle down a bit is that kind of the state you're at you've been at the last couple years
1: Yeah, right now I feel I'm in the middle of uh, my next transformation. Let's call it like that. And uh, I realized that I just left Rome. Um, I didn't consciously, uh, you know, came back here. It's like... uh, you know, back from not, I went to, um, with, with, uh, with that awareness. So, um, I, I just, um, yeah, left from a place, but not, um, so consciously to then, uh, know what I would do next. Uh, I just felt that it was, uh, a good time to to leave that city and um, Mm -hmm. so right now it's like a pit stop you know like in Formula 1 car uh, races (laughs) it's like a pit stop I call it like that like to have some yeah thinking and see
0: so how long is this pit stop going to last more than 3 seconds (laughs)
1: um well it's been two and a half years now so right. um, you know for wine when you say decanter, when you leave um the, the wine in when you just pour it into this thing yeah. the glass thing to let it yeah, yeah. Um, to let it
0: breathe i guess right yeah. breathe
1: okay i'm in this breathing state right now yeah. so thinking about what's next And I probably need this, um, let's call it uh, quite surrounding, quite also moment to do like some kind of uh, 360 degree checkup of myself and see uh, where to head
0: next. So what's going to influence then? Your decision for where to go next and the commitments you make, what are the factors that will lead to that decision whenever it happens, which I'm guessing could be maybe in a few weeks or probably in a few months or years, who knows? But what's going to lead to like making the next step?
1: Wow, that's, it looks like a real coaching session, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I like it because actually you're making me, uh, you know, also... Think about um, stuff that I've um, actually yeah. I've been dealing with with these questions lately. And I'm
0: curious how people make these kinds of decisions, big life decisions. We often talk about that on this show because a lot of us go through that, you know. So yeah, I, I'm curious how you get to that state of ready to ready to make uh, a move.
1: Well, um, I need to say that um, since I'm a member of the Puttyverse and. Um, uh i've been uh, having a lot of exchange uh with uh, other members and um also with other coaches and um and i'm coming to realize that um Wow, <laughs> you know, usually a coaching session—it's already tough in my own native language. So now expressing yes. it in English, it's not mm-hmm. so easy. But uh, okay, I—I I will make it uh, an excuse. Um, uh, let's say I'm—I'm um, I'm using this, let's call it pit stop
0: period—to
1: mm-hmm. um, do a sort of like X-ray of myself. Okay. Like, uh, scanning through my, um, uh, my desires, my objectives, but also reviewing some of my competencies, uh, my skills, um, my passions, my dreams. And I've been doing this by the way, with Sonia, <laughs> who's okay. helping me a lot re- uh, right now <laughs> lately. And, um, and this had a great impact also on my um on my self esteem because I kind of forgot um all the reasons why I left Switzerland to um move to Rome um, I wanted to become an actress and um so right now, who am I? Yes, I am an actress I speak four languages i you know this and this and that i mean i I don't like to do this list of my my own things, but I just I don't want to show off um but uh, you know uh it's but very- let me
0: just say jump in quickly to say that for me listening and probably everyone listening, like we are curious to learn about you and the things that you can do and as multi because we all have these lists. We all have the things that we do, and yeah, it's hard to talk about it. We don't want to boast, but from just a curiosity, like I'm curious to know what, what you can do and what you're interested in doing.
1: Yeah, um, I, um, I'm a former translator, actually. I, I, <laughs> I studied at Zurich University translation, uh, German, French, and English, but uh, after a couple of years, I realized that was not my stuff. Uh, you know, sitting down and translate. So, um, you know, as a multipod, I kind of, I couldn't stay and stick to one job for more than one and a half year. Mm-hmm. So I had this real long uh, resume <laughs> with a lot of, you know, companies. And because um, I, I I just couldn't feel myself anywhere. And so, but after a while, I realized that I, what I I like to do is um spending time with people at like lunch break or coffee break so i needed to have this this uh, exchange this human exchange and um you know stick around with people and f- most mostly speaking as many foreign languages as possible that would make me feel alive that's mm. where then the point came um in 2002 i was very, very close to a breakdown today i would call it like that because i i can name it today i thought i was just uh you know a little stressed out for mm-hmm. working too much but actually it was a a breakdown because i wasn't leading my own life what i really wanted i kind of i think i was kind of demonstrating to somebody probably I don't know family members or friends, or I don't know that i I could you know have a, a great career like um you know
0: yeah, um, but you weren't doing it for you
1: exactly. Hmm. so one day I just woke up, I saw myself from outside, like you know when you're <laughs> in know in like coma or something like that, and I just look at myself down there at my desk in the office and say, Hey. Is it really you? That's not your life. I mean, you're like a character of some other movie, but it's not your own movie. And that's where I just quit and um and I moved to Rome because I wanted to be on stage and make people feel emotions and I want to get emotional to make people feel emotion themselves. So
0: That's great. Did you feel Looking back now, do you feel that, you know, all things considered, you accomplished that goal and what you were looking for in Rome?
1: (sighs) I think I'm halfway through, meaning what I've become after all those years in Rome is uh, a person who kind of get a little more... My Swiss edges, let's call them like that, you know, squared, organized, and, uh, mm. uh, you know, with great expectations structured, yeah. and structured. I've I become more round, uh, like okay. my angles, like my corner <laughs> are now a little round, and also in the character, in my personalities. And having had so many exchanges with other years with other fellow actors and um, and uh, living a little more the this um, these, these um, artistic environments and artistic realities I'm not the Roberta of 20 years ago so I don't know if I have reached what I wanted yet meaning okay in my CV there are I don't know, ten, fifteen movies, feature films. Uh mm-hmm.
0: I've
1: I've had my I just say I don't want my ego talking here. That's why I'm a little bit, you know, resistant. No, that's pretty cool. About. That's a
0: that's a great accomplishment.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um I've had some uh uh I say gratification. Um sure, yeah. you know? So one movie at the Venice Film Festival Uh, Another movie uh, was picked to represent Switzerland at the Academy Awards um, back in, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. Yeah, I mean, we had, you know, some red carpet experience, let's say, and uh, I'm happy about it. But there was a time where I realized that um, I was fed up, maybe, with all those casting and audition and all this mm. waiting, waiting and waiting for answers. And one day I told myself, but uh, I have so much to share. I have so much to, I don't know, that I could do. That spending all this time in waiting, uh, its it would be a pity. And that's mm. where my, I call it, third life came into play. Because I realized I needed to, and actually, thank to Emily when I found out her TED talk, I did the Renaissance business questionnaire, and there I draw the line, and that big keyword came up: mentor. So, doing uh, this overarching theme, I found out that uh, with my life experience, I needed to give back what I've. Lived and what I've earned, what I've experienced, to somebody else. Mm -hmm. So that's when I I become a coach. So I did the certification, and from then on, I've been also working as a coach because there are so many people who think that uh they cannot, you know, change their life or they're too old or you know what I mean. So. And that's too bad because it's not like that. And I'm an example. Mm-hmm. I'm. Um, I, I mean, I could talk out of experience. And I'm. I'm nobody. You know, I'm. i no special. I mean, I'm. I'm nothing more than others. So that's what I would like to spread around in my surroundings. Yeah. That's um, great.
0: Uh, where do you look for people to mentor? Where do you find them?
1: It's uh, part of uh, what I've been working on right now, like because uh, it's always during like casual uh, encounters, like when you go out for a drink and you meet other people, or you're with friends and and then they introduce me to somebody else, and I just start talking, 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 talking about what I do, what what's my experience, and so as soon as somebody asked me a question like hey but how could you leave like you know the certain for the uncertain um mm. like a paid job to pursue your dream of becoming an actress i mean then you must be broke or how could you uh do that uh, where did you find money and and then i just start talk about myself and then some yeah. People then come and, and ask me if I can coach them. And, uh, nice. But I don't have nothing like systematic.
0: Yeah. Are you looking to do that or do you want it to stay uh, kind of organic the way it has been? Because then maybe it's more of a commitment.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's something that I know that inside myself, it's like a calling. I call it like a, hmm. I think I'm here. Uh, I was born, and to put it a little bit, you know, in philosophical terms. To make people realize that uh, it's possible or the other way around. Nothing is impossible, you know. Uh Of course, you need to work on it. But if you really want something, then there's a way to, to get it, to work on it.
0: And I found the key or the challenge even is, it sounds simple, but just knowing what it is that you want, what you really, really want to do, you know. Especially wow. for us because there's so many <laughs> things you can do and we're interested and uh, you want to make the commitment and what if you don't like it and all the rest. But, you know, to actually finally find a thing that you really want to do, that's yeah. clarity and it's so hard to find.
1: Exactly. And that's the the biggest point. And uh, also to allow yourself to have a dream and uh allow yourself and to own this dream to mm-hmm. own your passion to own your uh your yourself i mean your being who you are cuz our society it's full of examples that are not good coming from the media from uh, you know i mean teenage teenagers right now um if you if you ask them what would you be what would you like to do uh, when you grow up? They say, ah, my dream is to become an influencer.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, I knew you'd say that. My wife says that. She's, she teaches high schoolers. Oh, and that's okay. Like, that's, that's exactly what they say. Same thing here in, in Canada. Oh my I mean, it's God. probably around the world. Well, what do you want to do when you grow up? Oh, well, I want to be a YouTuber. Exactly.
1: Mm. I mean, values are completely messed up. Okay, I, I don't want to... <laughs> To open up this you know topic and about about you know like values, I don't want to sound like uh you know like mm. an old people uh, who who starts uh oh, back in my times, we were but uh, it's really like that today, it's totally different,
0: yeah, it's true, it's technology, you know, and things change so fast right. it's hard right. for any of us to keep up, and I know that for people you and I are probably about the same age in our generation and stuff like it's hard to really imagine what it's like to grow up. As a child, as a teenager and so on these days, with all of the exposure to things that we never had, we never even had to try to understand, didn't exist. And, you know, and now all these apps and programs and all the rest is there. And then you throw in pandemic and all these other things, too. Like it's uh, right; it's not an easy time and we it's hard to understand it. I don't know how adults can really understand it.
1: Exactly. Yeah, there are so many uh, distractions, uh, I would say, and uh, too many um, uh, wrong, uh, uh, yeah, wrong, maybe it's not the right word, but, uh, you know, models uh, yeah. to uh, look at. But I think with coaching, we can really uh, go down to what's your truth? What are your beliefs? And there are so many limiting beliefs around and uh, I cannot do that. I cannot become that or that. Coming from your early ages, and or, or how you your family have brought you up, and uh, things like that: yeah. education, religion, society, school, whatever. I don't know. So many layers that um, yeah. we have built up around us. But with coaching, that's what also has helped me a lot, I like to break to dismount i don't know uh, all these layers and to go down to the to the core to who y- who you are what are your desires uh, because they are all legit
0: yeah that's a good point
1: even if uh, the society would like you to work 9 to 5 50 or 60 hours a week i don't know mm. with two three or four weeks Vacation, uh, holidays, <laughs> a year. Oh my god! Um, mm-hmm. I've been reading a lot during these holidays. You might know Barbara Share. Sure, Share yeah. uh, refused to shoot to choose, and um, that I've also there. I also find a lot of insight that are so much also intertwined, also with with what Emily mentioned in her talk and in her book. I'm like in a flow.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's really nice. I'm excited for you. <laughs>
1: yeah, me too. <laughs> it's oh, like God. a long, long tunnel, like a kaleidoscope. How do you say? Kaleidoscope?
0: Yeah, kaleidoscope. Okay.
1: Yeah. And uh, it's like, um, you know, Michael J. Fox in this uh, machine, in, in this DeLorean, like <laughs> back from nineteen fifty five back to the eighty four what was it and uh you know hitting uh, that clock at ten ten and i'm seeing I'm right in the middle of of something a new transformation, but I, I don't know yet uh what it's going to be there at this mm-hmm. at the end of the tunnel. who knows maybe I can move to Canada. hey, Ted, everything is possible.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the list of all the places you've lived here. <laughs> I don't see Canada yet, so you're welcome here. And if you can speak French here, if you want.
1: Oui, on peut parler français, si tu veux. Mais le, uh-huh. le québécoise là, je sais pas, hein, si j'aurais un accent québécois. C'est plutôt un accent suisse.
0: <laughs> OK, that's right, that's correct. Right. <laughs> oui. Oh, cool. Well, it's been really nice having you here. As I say, we've been meaning to do this for a while and and I'm glad it worked out. And I think it was just the right time to do it. So I'm sure I know you've been enjoying the Puttyverse since you joined and it's been nice to have you there. And uh, we'll see you around for sure in lots of different places. Keep us up to date and and how things are going and all of your plans and, and adventures.
1: That's for sure. I might come back to you also for, sure. uh, you know, some insights about the podcast, since that's yeah. another thing that I would like to look into a little more.
0: Well, you know what you should do? And I'll leave this on the episodes, so this is on record. I won't edit this out. Now, this show is like a community show, and anyone's welcome to participate, contribute, whatever they want. So, if you want to host an episode, co-host with me, Vanessa, whoever, contribute to something, like... You don't have to start your own show, make that commitment, spend money or anything. Just come and host one of our episodes and you get a feel for it, right? And see how you like it. So keep that in mind.
1: Wow, that would be great. Yeah, thank you very much.
0: Yeah, yeah, great. Well, we'll definitely be talking to you again soon.
1: Okay, thank you, Ted. Thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: Grazie.